Yeah, and this morning, um, it's the first Sunday of Advent, and um, I don't know what... I don't know what this year has been like for you. I don't know how you are. Um, but it seems like we've maybe been in Advent for a little bit of time. And let me um, explain that. In Isaiah um, chapter 9, we have these verses um, that say, hopefully they're going to come up for you. But it says, um, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Um, Some translations it said, we'll see a great light, and a light will dawn. Um, But those, the people living in darkness, have seen a great light. Those living in the land of darkness... A light is dawning. It feels a bit dark, doesn't it? I don't know, maybe we can um, collectively associate maybe with that more this year than we've been able to previous years. It's been a difficult year. And this whole thing of Advent is not just the... Um, excitement and anticipation of Christmas coming and buying all the presents and inviting people um, deciding who's going to be around and in that in itself it seems to be quite stressful this year Who who's going to be in our three family three household bubble and um, everything seems quite difficult but I think sometimes we can think of Advent is just the oh great Christmas is coming but actually Advent is a is quite a different thing and Isaiah captures it here when he talks about the people who are in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of darkness, a new light has dawned. And it's um, this in Advent, is, there is this sense of darkness. There is this sense of things are not good. Things are not going well. Things are hard. Things are difficult. But there is this hope that we cling on to. There is this hope that we sense. There is this hope. There is this sense of anticipation that the night won't last forever. That the dawn is coming. That the light is coming. And that's what Isaiah is prophesying here. And I think it feels quite dark this year. So many people I've spoken to. talk about the struggle of this year how difficult it is and sometimes we're kind of like but I don't even know why it might feel so difficult I know for me you know the first lockdown we went into actually I was probably the busiest I've been in years it's just it was every day incessant we were we were adapting everything and we were doing everything and we were we were rethinking everything and we were repurposing everything and we were connecting with as many people as we could and we were It was really busy. And when the second lockdown came, we just kind of went, well, we know what we're doing now. 
Everything's moved online and our youth works online and our children's works online and our Sundays are online and we've readapted the building and the food bank has adapted and grown in space and the, we, we know what we're doing. We know how to do this. We've done the whole furlough thing. We know what that looks like. We've, we know this. This is fine. We know what we're doing. Like, and it's lockdown light, right? It's not even as hard as the first lockdown. And yet, it seems to have a much bigger impact on me emotionally on my ability to focus, on my, um, on my sharpness. I just, just felt like I'd been floored by it for a little while. And I've chatted to so many people. I was on a um, call this week with church leaders all over the UK. And the, the consistent message was, oh my goodness, this second lockdown its just floored me. I don't know what to do. I'm finding it really difficult. The second lockdown, bizarrely, seems so much harder than the first. And that's not just, that's so many people I've chatted to, struggling to sleep, struggling to focus, finding it difficult emotionally. And people are worried, right? And I think we think we're supposed to be okay, but we're worried about stuff. We're worried about our children and what does this mean for their prospects and we're worried about employment and we're worried about health and we're worried about, we're worried about our parents or our grandparents and what does this mean about them and the impact on them and do we see them or do we not see them and do we invite them or do we just keep our distance and what, what does Christmas look like and even now planning Christmas seems to be really anxiety inducing and Worrying, and we're worried about finance, and people are worried about debt, and people are worried about how they're going to cope because people are on furlough, are feeling like, well, do is there going to be a job for me to go back to? And those people who are working, are, it's the hardest conditions to work in that maybe we've ever had. And everywhere you look, and we feel more disconnected, and we're worried about our neighbours, and we're people are worried about their businesses, people are worried about all sorts of things. It's really difficult. And yet we think, you know, maybe if we think because we're Christians or whatever, we're supposed to be okay and whatever, you know, it's all fine. And, and oh, you know, there's other people. I mean, this is just a Christian thing. We think we all think like this, you know. Oh, well, it's not. There's people who are worse off than me. Like, think, you know, I, I can't worry about me too much. I can't feel too bad about me too much because, well, you know, we're all in the same boat. But we're not all in the same boat. We're all in the same storm. But we're not all in the same boat. This is different for people. It can be harder, it can be darker. And, you know, I think sometimes it's helpful for us to stop and pause and go, you know, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be finding this incredibly difficult. And it has an impact on us, doesn't it? It's having an impact on our mental health, on our emotional well-being, on our physical health. It's having an impact on our sense of connectedness. It's having an impact on our ability to sleep, our ability to focus. Through so many people whose sleep is disrupted, whose rhythm has been thrown off by this. Those who walk in darkness are light.
is coming. Those who are living in this land of darkness, a light will dawn. And this is what Advent is about. It's recognizing the dark. It's recognizing the challenge. It's recognizing the difficulty. It's saying it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. But at the same time, there is a hope. And it might be faint. It might be the flicker of a candle. But there's this hope. There's this sense that God is with us. There's this hope and there's this sense that light is coming. That's what Advent is about. And it seems to me that this is a bit of a theme in the Bible. It seems to me that there are stories throughout the Bible where God shows up in the middle of darkness. Where God shows up at times of dramatic change and shift and tension and anxiety. And in the middle of this darkness, in the middle of this change, in the middle of this tension, God shows up. Sometimes it seems to me that the darkness can turn out to be a thin place. Maybe heaven is closer than it's ever been. But it's so hard for us to see. Let me give you some examples. Gideon. Gideon is living in a land and Israel is under occupation and the Midianites just come in, they camp on the borders and when the harvest comes they come in and they take it away and they're, and they're living under this oppression of the Midianites and no one knows what to do and no one knows how to survive and whatever food they have is just taken from them. Whatever they have is just taken from them and it's incredibly difficult. It's incredibly dark and God shows up. And there's Gideon threshing wheat in a wine press. This action which should be taking place in the air so the wheat can be sorted from the chaff. And he's doing it in an underground bunker of a wine press. And God shows up. Gideon is living in fear, living in darkness. And God shows up and says, You are blessed. And Gideon's response. If God is with me, if God is with us, why is all this happening? Where is he? What's he doing? What's he up to? And you know, we might be justified in asking some of those questions ourselves. God is with us. If this light is coming, if God loves us, then what is going on? How is this happening? But in that darkness, in that moment of change, God shows up. Isaiah, these verses that we've read from Isaiah in chapter 9, just three chapters earlier, Isaiah talks about, and in verse 1 it says, chapter 6 verse 1 it says, In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord and the train of his glory filled the temple and then he saw these creatures these angelic figures and one of them came to him and touched his lips with burning coal and his life was transformed but it all starts with this one line in the year that king Isaiah died and Isaiah was a good king 
And he reigned for 52 years. Real stability. Real security. And in the year that he died, in this time of uncertainty, in this time of change, in this time of transition, in this time of difficulty, in this time of worry, in this time of darkness, God shows up. John writes the book of Revelation, which is a moment when God shows up and gives him this revelation of what is to come. And John is on Patmos. And you might go, he's on the Isle of Patmos. You go, well, that sounds very nice, the Isle of Patmos. Sounds kind of very Mediterranean, very lovely, but no. Patmos was this place where the Roman Empire exiled people who were a threat to the Roman Empire. It was like a prison on an island and it was hard and it was rocky and it was hard labour. And John was in his 80s and he slept in a cave with a rock as a pillow and all the other disciples had died. And he was the one that was left and he's living in a cave, sleeping on a rock, hard labour, in exile. And God shows up. And the Christmas story is full of this. Seems to me, it seems to me that actually in the nativity, in the Christmas story that we see, the angels tend to show up at night in the dark. Joseph, God, the angel shows up in a dream at night. Zechariah. He's in the Holy of Holies, in this place where only he can be, him and God. Inner workings of the temple. And God shows up. The angels at night tending their flocks. In a land that is ravaged by Roman occupation, that is ruled by a dictator called Herod, who who was a tyrant, who increased taxes up to 90%, who, who crushed the people that he led. When he heard about that a baby might be born who was going to be king of the Jews, he had all the baby boys killed in the land. Dark, dark times. And God shows up. The wise men following a star it seems obvious to me you can only really follow a star at night and it seems to me that sometimes the darkness can be the thin place this place where maybe heaven is actually close to where God can draw nearer where we can encounter God in ways that we have never encountered God before that God can be with us in ways that God has never We've never been aware of God's presence like that before. And isn't that what the Christmas story is about? God with us in a way he has never been with us before. God becoming flesh. God becoming man. Being with us in the darkest of times.
May God be with you. In this Advent, may God draw close to you and may you draw close to God. In this Advent, may we encounter God in ways maybe we've never encountered God before. In our darkness, in our worry, in our anxiety, in our fear, in our uncertainty. In our lack of sleep. In our lack of peace. In our lack of any idea of what is next. May God meet us there. May God meet you there. Let's pray as musicians come up. Lord, we we know the darkness. We know worry. We know anxiety. And that comes in all its forms, whether it's about health or whether it's about where the next meal is coming from or how Christmas is going to look or how we're going to organize things or our jobs or our businesses or our kids or our parents or our grandparents or our neighbors or our country or the world. Whatever it is, Lord, we know that we are living in extraordinary times. And Lord, we invite you. Lord, we call out to you. We cry out to you to meet us in this thin place. To meet us in a way that maybe we've we've never encountered you before. To encounter us in a way which transforms us in a way that opens our eyes to the dawn that is coming on the horizon. Lord, we wait for you. Amen. Thank you.